We're live. We live. E. Live. Jinx, show me a cup. It's like two episodes in a row. I'm getting jinxed. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Episode 14 is going on. Episode 14, two in the month of February. Yep. Making the cut with Corbin Trev. Welcome back. Episode 14, Leap Year Larceny. Yes. We are recording on a leap year. February 29th, it's pretty sweet to do something unique on the... And I think we actually talked about that in the last episode. We're like, maybe we should record on... I hope we And it just sort of ended up working out this way. I'm going to Portland next week for work, so we're getting an episode. Yeah. Two episodes in the month of February, the shortest month of the year. Which is nice to do that, yeah. And we missed an episode in January, so technically we should be three into this, but But we're still on pace for 12. Yeah, we're doing... And maybe more. Maybe more. We're doing the best we can. We're getting better at this and more comfortable. And I think our setup and, you know, I got to shout out Trev with putting the notes together for this kind of stuff. He puts a significant amount of energy into that. And it's just, we're getting better. We're going to get smoother at this. And I still enjoy it as the same excitement as day one. I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh, yeah, man. It's been... If we didn't have the excitement, we wouldn't be doing it as long as we've already... That's true. Getting through the first year is probably the biggest step in the direction of doing it long term. It is. That's a good point because you work your kinks out. You get familiar with your style on the microphone Mm -hmm. or or what you want to even talk about. How are we going to make an episode worth someone's time? Absolutely. So, yeah, that's great, man. What's new with you? I am not a whole lot is new, but it, it's been it's, only been a couple of weeks since we last talked. But I'm weeks, sure, yeah. I'm sure, 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 some things have come up in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we. I think we're thinking about getting a dog. A dog. Yeah, that's big news. Yeah, I think it's like another kid. It kind of is. Yeah, man. Are I, you gonna get one from like, as like a puppy, or are you gonna adopt like a like a save rescue? I think this go around, we're gonna get a puppy because we. The yeah, kids that's like that's like getting another kid. That. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Um, I just said getting another kid. I know, dude. You just go get him. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a kid. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. So maybe you know we're we're pretty serious about it. But then, other than that, I find what uh, what on, breeds are you looking at? I grew up with Australian Shepherds, so I want good an dogs, Australian really Shepherd. good dogs. Yeah. Uh, are there breeders here around Spokane? Have you looked into that? Um, there are. I think there's one up in Deer Park, and I think there's a few more in the close enough area but the one we found that um with the just like what has already been done for the dog and things like that yeah. is a good value they um they're down in pendleton oregon there you go so i just go whip down there and yeah. spend a half day driving yeah man three hours you should go way. down there when they're uh when they have the roundup oh what's uh, that you know, pendle pendleton roundup it's like a oh, festival you know they, yeah it's i think there's a rodeo or something probably i don't know i never been i just you hear about it when i hear the name when I hear the word Pendleton, I think of two things. The Pendleton Roundup and whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. Um, I think of blankets. Blankets. You know, Pendleton. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, the brand Pendleton, too. Mm-hmm. They make great stuff. Nice yeah. flannels. They got oh, an outlet, they? actually, uh, over in North Bend. Okay. If you're ever, you know, no, you, st- you always stop in North Bend. It's like the last stop before you go to Seattle. Right? Yeah, exactly. You Get- stop there at the outlets. There's a Pendleton outlet there, man. You can get stuff. Real cheap because typically that stuff is writing this note down right now. That stuff's pretty expensive usually, dude. For sure, I saw some old man walk in there one time when I, Drew and I were just kind of popping through. Yeah, 
And this guy had a cart and he was literally having the sales associate take him around so he could purchase Christmas presents. Keep in mind, it was the middle of July. Oh, getting this, it done easy, early. This guy's getting it done. He's like, all right, put that blanket in there. And that's like a $300, $400 blanket, but you're getting it for like 120 Yeah, okay. So, yeah. yeah. That's so. A good to know. I wouldn't mind a flannel or two. You know, know what I'm right? saying? The winter's not quite over, despite the weather being Well, you fantastic. can never have too many flannels. Too. You truly can't. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I seem to notice my shirts get, like, destroyed when I wear them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like I add something to my wardrobe every two weeks now. Just because? Just because. I'm like, well, that means I'll wear everything less. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, like, if because I have more options, so they won't it won't wear out as quickly. Mm-hmm. You think that, yeah. and then you just you're fond of certain stuff over other, and you wear it every time, and yeah, then the next yeah. thing you know, you're, yeah. I've been able to save some shirts by just cutting the sleeves off and going back to like my my high school days of extreme sleeveless shirts. You the know, basketball I mean? shirts, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways. We'll totally back. a different subject there, but we should we should get together and have a uh, like a three on three once the weather a tournament like do a little uh, three on three ball out at the Green Acres Park or something. Dude, absolutely. There's a little half court, nice level open half court like right behind the, like an, a block that way. Oh, really? Yes. We could just no one's ever there shooting. Never. Tight. I'd be down for that. Yeah, that's a good idea. On a weekend when Joe's over here or something. Exactly. Yeah, we'll just get a little fun game. It'd be just fun to move around. Um, you found any new music? I've been doing this thing with Spotify where I, I just find a playlist based on a song or two that I like, and I'm letting them shuffle me music. Okay. And I'm just trying to just open my mind a little bit and get, mm-hmm. you know, not be so controlling over what I'm listening to. It just... It hell it's working though. It's nice. I feel like I'm I'm listening to just the radio, you know. Yeah. But just Spotify. Yeah, I find myself dealing with that same issue sometimes, where I just end up listening to the same thing over and over again. Yep. I'm like, I want to listen and find something new, but every time I try to do that, I go to an artist that I'm fond of, and I'm just like, oh, I'll put on the radio of this guy. Well, you end up every other song, you're typically listening to something that they wrote. So yeah. you're not really getting, maybe you're exposed to the same genre, but you're not really finding as much, I feel like. No, you're in probably repeat songs. Yeah. A lot. Yep. Yep. Um, And then I, I caught up. I finally saw, I saw Uncut Gems. I saw. How was it? It was awesome. It was really good. It, I mean, it's a roller coaster of a movie. You're just like stressed out the whole time. And um, it was really that good. That sounds awesome. Visually, just awesome. And then, um, and even even the music was pretty interesting. And then, uh, uh, Knives Out. Yep, liked great. it. It was awesome. I just you, saw it. You see My it? wife and I went to uh, that the a uh, couple weeks ago. Nice. Went to Restaurant Week downtown. Ooh, nice. I had a gift card at the Safari Room, so we. Uh, had some dinner and went to the movie and I was really worried that she wasn't going to like it and she ended up loving it. Good. Nice. Uh, it was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a good It was fun. Good fun movie. Had some comedic parts to it. Yeah. Had some serious parts to it. What did you think you of Daniel of Craig? Did you enjoy his performance? I I I actually did. Yeah. Um Who who was it that I was talking to? 
Was it you that I was talking to? You were bothered by his accent? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. That was me. It was just like, ah. Because he not, sounded not like Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah. Yes. Because they, they diss him at one point. He's like, all right, Foghorn Leghorn, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, I'm sick of your exact, foghorn yeah, leghorn. Yeah, it, it it he sounds exactly. Like, I said, I said, I think I. Yeah, it was all right. It, it's just more of like it's tough knowing that he's from the UK and yeah, it it's just it's all some some of those guys can pull it off mm-hmm. the accent, the American accent, better than yeah. others, and that's just it. Yeah, but it's the southern draw. Yeah, yeah, the southern draw. Yeah. But it was a great. It was worth it. And then we just finished up bombshell, which was all right. Just all right. Yeah. I My mean, mom loved it. Did she? Yeah. I liked it for like the background info of mm-hmm. the real mm-hmm. scenario, but it was just kind of like, it was just the steam of the movie was just a little off for me. Slow? No, nah, not slow. Just like disjointed a little bit. Like okay. it kind of like ramped up at a certain pace and then all of a sudden it started moving at a different pace, you know? Yeah. And it was just different. Yeah. But that's okay. I. It was just weird to watch from like. I'm gonna have to watch it. I think it, it's it looks like it's a good film, but it's very good. Like with the way it's shot and the acting was pretty darn good. So it's tough when you get those three together like that. That's a pretty, pretty yeah powerful lineup. Yeah, absolutely talented actresses. Yeah, there was a ton of people in it. So, but yeah, man, what about you? What's going on? You still still off the bottle? Still off the bottle? Yeah. Part of, I guess, like the... And it's not because you got a DUI or anything No, 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 like no, no, that. no. no. <laughs> um, just, I, well, I typically do this like once a year. Like, a, okay. a, you know, little, I'm just going to... A little change up. Change, a, yeah, not drink for a month, whatever. I decided to do it earlier this year because St. Patrick's Day is in mid-March, and last year I did it in March, and I was like, that was stupid. Mm, mm. I pretty much cut myself off from not enjoying my part of my family's heritage yeah yeah um not that you have to drink alcohol to do that but you know it just makes it easier when you can share a beer or two with your buddies and listen to drunken lullabies (laughs) obviously that plus going to the gym is you know helped me kind of stay on track with the whole managing my weight getting it down to where i want it to be uh, which is still going pretty well um i have cheated quite a bit with what i'm eating i'm yeah, we yeah. got some red vines. We got some back. red vines, some kettle potato chips in front of me right Trev, now. And, Trev bought the snacks. And, uh, oh, yeah, some pepperoni sticks. So none of that is really uh, healthy, but, you know, I still try to offset this stuff with a healthy meal. So yeah. I guess I'm doing something right. Last weekend, smoked a flank steak. I want to hear about this. I want to hear how it turned out. It was really good, man. I did a couple different, I did two of them, actually. They're about two to two and a half pounds each. One I put in a carne asada, a store bought carne asada marinade, which was probably like a cardinal sin. I probably should have created my own. <laughs> Sorry, barbecue gods. Um, <laughs> and then I made my own marinade, looked up a, like a recipe and just sort of altered it to like what I was thinking. And oddly enough, I think that one turned out better. Part of it is the flavor profile. I think the flavor profile of that marinade compared to like a carne asada marinade just pairs better with steak okay beef in my opinion okay but they both turned out really well only took about two and a half hours to smoke them so it was low and slow got them to uh, 140 141 internal which is medium rare okay um and then pulled them 
let him rest. Well, wrapped him and then let him rest for about 15 minutes before I cut into him and had steak, green beans, and mashed potatoes for dinner. And my wife was stoked, and I was too. That sounds like. And I had enough left over for like a week. (laughs) So I was, lunch and dinners were uh, leftovers. uh, Yeah, steak and potatoes most of this last week, which probably doesn't fall into the diet either, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but the home cooked, prepared, like, you you know. Yeah, and you're doing something, too, that you love. Like, you're getting, like, it's part, that whole, the the pellet smoking thing is kind of a hobby now. Okay. A few episodes ago, I'm pretty sure we talked about this, but I found myself like my appreciation for preparing food has become far greater probably in the last year and a half than it ever has been. Like, I just enjoy it. Yeah, just uh, the process. The process and everything. And yeah. Ooh, that sounds like it'll be really good on that. So I'm going to buy that. Yeah. It's kind of addicting, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> the freedom. Yeah. It's like, oh, what can I do? Yeah. What can, how can I make this better? Yeah. Um. But yeah, the flank steak turned out amazing. I'll definitely do it again. Probably looking at doing some sort of like pork or chicken next when I do another smoke, which will probably be in a week or two. Nice. Um, so if somebody wanted to get started smoking, what would you tell them? What would you the essentials? It depends, man. I kind of went the pellet pellet grill route, which most people in the barbecue scene would probably say charcoal's better. Okay. And I wouldn't disagree with them. The flavor profile of charcoal is just, you just, just get, better. It's just a little better. Yeah. Takes longer. There's a little more getting down in the nitty gritty, like from a, you know, what you have to do to get it all prepared, the grill prepared, the charcoal prepared before you put on the meat. It's a little more messy. Okay. Cleanup's a little easier with the pellet grill. But, yeah. I I think that for anyone who's trying to get into it, do your research, set, you know, parameters for what you're willing to spend. You don't need to go out and spend five to six hundred dollars on your first grill. If you're trying to do stuff like low and slow, you can find something that's awesome for less than three hundred bucks. Nice. Whether that be a charcoal smoker or a pellet grill. And then also determine what you're going to be using it for. Is it going to be used for, you know, daily use or weekly use in the backyard? Or is it something that you want to be able to take with you camping? You know, there's a lot more functionality with uh, some of the smaller pellet grills now where you can essentially pack them up and take them with you because they collapse and fold into, you know, this nice little compact bring it along with you in the back of the trunk. Yeah, so. little little go go setup. So, that's cool. That's but cool. yeah, I would say mostly just do your research, get on YouTube. Yeah. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. That's cool. It gives you ideas too because you're typically like, oh, chicken, pork, beef, but you can do so much more with each one of those things that you probably didn't think you could do. Yeah. So, yeah, get on YouTube. I follow Malcolm Reed. Okay. He's one of my favorite barbecue guys. I also follow a guy, I can't remember his last name right now off the top of my head. I call him, his, he goes by Chef Tom, but um, he uh, runs the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel. And then Malcolm Reed runs the How to Barbecue Right. Mm. And I also listen to Malcolm's podcast. So, um, damn. Yeah. 
right. All right. Those are two recommendations. Uh, what else? Oh, I started playing FIFA again as of last night. I haven't played video games in probably a good year and a half. Yeah. Maybe two. FIFA has always been my, my go-to video game. Last night, I found myself <laughs> picking up a Little Caesars pizza, and there was a GameStop right next to me. Little yeah. Caesars. So I, I caved, and it was on sale, you know? I was like, well... I'm not buying it at its the height of when it just came out. Dude, it's it's, yeah, it's, all, it's already really four months. Nice it's already it. four months old, and I figure, well, I'm probably only going to be on a video game binge for maybe a few months tops, and then I won't it play back, for like six yeah, six goes back months to the again. Chill. Yeah, yeah. So I might as well like save myself the money, right? Just wait like halfway through. Oh, season. I've started doing that, and it allows me to actually get more into different games because totally. I'm spending twenty bucks here, thirty mm-hmm. bucks there. It's like that's so much easier to stomach. Absolutely. So, especially Absolutely. if you know yourself, you're not going to end up playing it a bunch. Totally. After initial, you know, fun fun time. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm good. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So. So yeah, that's what's new with me, man. All right. Taking off to Portland for work next week, and then. uh yeah, back here for a week or two before I probably head down to Bend. So Okay. And you said you're going to be out of town for the Izzy Romero card this weekend? Nah, yeah, I'm heading over to my cousin's uh, just out in Rathrum. So not out of town, but oh, okay. up the road 30 minutes and yeah. kick it with him. Um, just kind of hang out. We might actually end up watching the fights there. So That's good. Yeah. That's going to be a good the, one. That's the hope. Well, should we get into it, man? Yeah, let's roll. Lead us off with some uh, Premier Ooh, League. Yeah, dude. So we haven't talked about Premier League, um, the English Premier League, probably since mid. A long early, time. Almost, maybe almost a year. It's probably been it probably eight episodes since we, since we. Because what's happening right now? Are they just kicking off? So no, no, no. It it kicked off in August. Maybe we talked about. Yeah, it we in talked. August. About we might have talked recently. about it in August. Um, as just like it, the season had started. But now we're past the uh, midway point of the season. The January transfer window came to a close at the end of January, um, so about a month ago. And that's a period of time where like halfway through the season, there's a window that opens up where players from other clubs across the world can basically be bought or traded, mm-hmm. and then it closes. So then teams can't add players like that's your squad for the end of the season yeah okay so there's a summer transfer window and then there's a month transfer window in january always interesting yeah um it allows clubs to maybe go out and get a player that's going to change the outcome of their season or help them solidify the outcome of their season because they're lacking depth in just like this one position. Mm. Or maybe they're having a season that they didn't expect to and they're, they need to, you know, they smell pay dirt. Right? Gotcha. So, gotcha. Anyways. But yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about English, um, the, the English Premier League um, as well as Champions League because the Champions League tournament is going on currently. Uh, the first leg of the round of 16 just happened this last week. So we'll get into that. But wanted to start with the uh, Premier League, just the standings there. No one's going to catch Liverpool at this point. 
Let me get back to standing. Top here. of the uh, top of the table, they're actually on the verge of breaking some records. They lost for the first time today, though. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah. So they lost to Watford three nil, and they're coming off of a loss in Champions League, I believe. This last You're right three nil. This last week against. Uh... But they they are. Um, some of the records they could break this season include most points in a season. Okay. So they're on course to potentially surpass Man City's 100-point season. And they're at um, 79 right now. There's 79 correct. right now. There's 11 games or maybe 10 games left after today. Oh. Um, so, you know, a couple of goals a game, they'll be What sorry, what so, was So so the point the point system works. It's like three, you know, it's very similar to hockey where it's three points for a win, one point for a draw. Gotcha. And obviously, you don't get any points for a, uh, if your squad loses. Okay. So okay, um, okay. They're on. Yeah, if they won half of their games, that's eighteen or fifteen points right there. Say they win seventy five percent of the games, yeah. then that's why yeah. people are freaking out about it. Yeah. Nice. They're on pace for most home wins in a season. Uh, they've won all fourteen of their home matches. They have five remaining. And that would tie if 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 they won all of those, they would beat Man City and Chelsea's and Man Man U's um, home win uh, record of eighteen. Damn! So they got to win all of them at home. Most consecutive victories, they just that won't happen because they just lost today. Okay. Okay. So um, that was eighteen in a row. They were at seventeen. They needed to beat Watford today, and they didn't, unfortunately. Most victories in a season, they could equal Man City's record of 32 wins. 26 right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they're also on pace for most away wins in a season. So just overall. They've won 12 out of their 13 away. Damn. Um, might be 12 out of 14. I don't know if they played Watford at home or away today. Here, I'll go look. Yeah. They should potentially break that, that one. Too. So they're they're having a historical season. No one's going to catch them at the top. And yeah, they did they did drop that uh, first leg to Atletico in the uh, Champions League. Interesting. So they're kind of in a rough spot. They they go they lose to Atletico, which you know, Atletico is a great team. There there's a reason they're in the Champions League tournament. But then losing to Watford is that's a tough loss. Uh Watford is if you go to the scroll down on the table, Watford's yeah, seventeen right above relegation. So relegation meaning they got to get out of the Premier League. They if they yeah if they they're not in relegation zone right now. Bournemouth, Aston Villa, and Norwich City all are okay. But if you know they dropped a few more games um, and were in the eighteen, nineteen, or twenty spot, they would potentially get demoted or relegated to the the next league down which is what's that one called again uh english championship league okay okay as a reminder the top four spots in the premier league uh secure a champions league spot so in the champions league tournament for the following season the top six spots secure places in the or secure entries into the europa league tournament and right now the five and six spot are like wide open Four, the four spots kind of wide open for anyone to take too. So there's a huge, there's a number of, if you look at the table, there's a number of clubs between the 
like really the four and the 10 spot that could potentially end up in a four, five, or six spot. And that's getting you European gotcha. tournament football in 20 in, in the 20, 2020 and 2021 season. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you're saying five through essentially 10 nine, or 11. There's a yeah. three point difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. So Everton being one of those. There's my home boys. club. Yeah, 36. We're going to Europe in May, as I think I talked about yeah. on the last podcast. Great. So I'm excited to go to a match and hold. You are gonna get to one. That's yeah, man. Sweet, I'm, dude. I'm I'm super super excited about it. I can't tell you how giddy I am about that, but it'll be a it'll be fun. It'll, that will be fun as hell. There are some favorites to win the Golden Boot, which is the uh, award that's given to the best player in the Premier League each year. That's kind um, of a cool trophy. Typically, it's given to the person that scores the most goals um right now i believe um there's two that are tied and that was as of yesterday i haven't checked the uh um, stats today but some of the favorites to win it pierre emmerich Aubameyang, uh arsenal's one of arsenal strikers uh, has 17 goals he's tied with jamie vardy of leicester city uh, who also has 17 goals so vardy's having an incredible year as well sergio Garo is also uh, up there with 16, so it's possible that he could be a favorite to win that. Mo Salah is not having the season that he had the year prior, but it's hard to count a guy like that out. He could just go off, you know, for the last 10 games. Time. And, and so, um, but someone that I wanted to bring up that he won't win the Golden Boot because he doesn't score enough, but. Someone that's chasing history is Kevin De Bruyne of Manchester City. Currently has 16 assists, leading the Premier League in assists. Uh, he's like four ahead of the next guy, uh, who's Trent Alexander-Arnold um, with 12. But he also has, I believe, eight goals, if I'm not mistaken. Damn. So, 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 so yeah, he's just, he, but he's a facilitator. He's a great player, and he's chasing the assist record, which I believe is 20. It might actually be in the notes. I believe um, Thierry Henry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Thierry Henry had 20 in 2003. So he's chasing. He's, there's plenty of time left in the season for him to get those four, if not more. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Thierry Henry is considered one of the best footballers of like all time. So... You uh, match in a, a single season assist record with the, with that name. Yeah, that's uh, people some, better start paying attention. Some pretty special accolades. That is that is pretty badass. Um, what's this uh, Champions League tournament leg one of the rounds? Yeah, 16? so I mentioned that a little earlier. The first leg of the round of sixteen took place last week. So once you get to the round of sixteen, there's two legs, meaning two matches. You and then you are scored on what's called aggregate. So your goals at home are weighted more than... Interesting. Or, and goals away are important though too. Okay. I guess goals at home are kind of expected. But essentially, you know, if a team... Let's just put it this way. If the home team of the first leg won 2 nothing, and then the home team of the second leg won 2 
was up at the end of regulation two nothing, it would go to over to full like extra t- what they call extra time, and then if extra time didn't have any result or any goals within extra time, it would go to penalties. If, for instance, team one won two nothing, and team two won three nothing, it would you know team two would advance. Right. So yeah. Anyways, it's right. way it's a weighted goal system, but the leg leg one of round sixteen took place this past week. Interestingly enough, two of the powerhouse teams, Juventus and Real Madrid, uh, dropped their first leg. Uh, the first leg of the matches, Juventus lost to uh, or fell to Lyon, and Real Madrid fell to Man City. Man City's a solid team, so Lyon not as strong as Juventus. Uh, so that was a bit of a shocker, but uh, that's what's great about the two-leg system uh, yeah. because it allows teams to come back and potentially change the entire scope of the outcome with their next match. For instance, Juventus is going to have to win 2-1 or 2 nothing in order to advance um, because they, they dropped their first match. It's interesting. Well, we got you. Got a note here. You got some predictions. You got to make and I'm, Yeah, there's, I love there's this part of this these, podcast. The, so we'll see what happens. It's too early to really tell because okay, I believe they actually after the round of sixteen they might pick again. Who like I can't remember if they draw again randomly to see who is matched up for the round of eight. And the round oh, of it's not by seed or anything. Yeah, I'd have to look into that further. But my picks. One of these teams, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to knock on wood when I say that. One of these teams, for sure, is going to be in the Champions League final at the end of May. Bayern Munich, Juventus, Man City, and Barcelona. Those are my picks. Many people out there would probably say, yeah, Trevor, no sh because those are some of the best teams in the world. But I'm also leaving out some of the best teams in the world. I didn't pick Real Madrid. I didn't pick Liverpool, who's arguably the best team in the Premier League. I just think that some of these teams and their squads are built for this tournament a little better. Who was the and, that, third and one? Liverpool has been to the Champions League final, so like I, I'm probably totally dogging them right now. But I also think that their their focus might be on chasing history in the Premier League, right? Gotcha. And, and part of the problem here is we're getting to a point where those te- these teams are playing more soccer or football than your average. Premier League team because the average Premier League team is not playing in these tournaments. Okay. Right? Or they're already out of these other tournaments. So it's just you're playing that much more and it wears on a squad after a while. Hell yeah. It would. What so, was the third one again? So yeah, there's some exciting stuff happening in the Premier League. Uh, the MLS just started or is on the verge of starting. There was a um, CONCACAF Champions League, which is like the Champions League tournament for the Americas. Okay. And the Sounders were in a uh, shootout the other night. Came down a, a shootout with uh, Club Olympia, which I believe is located in Honduras. Hmm. And unfortunately, Seattle lost the they uh, did. shootout. Yeah, they have these this problem now. It seems to be a reoccurring theme. They can't win a shootout at home. Hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> the pressure gets them. Yeah. Damn. But 
reigning champs though, as far as the oh, they're still the ranked. League. They're still those. They're number one in the power rankings. Okay, so they, they added some talent too in the. Uh, they made some good they, moves. They added a Brazilian in their uh, central midfield area that I think is going to be pretty special. Pretty helpful. Yeah, that's cool. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, you know, kids these days. The kids these days, man. Cool. Should we hop on to it? From one football to the other. To the football americano. Football americano. Yeah, some big stuff. Combine. Combine, dude. Woo! There are some talented, talented players coming out of college. Correct me if I'm wrong, or was this was I getting trolled online? D- did a punter throw up more bench than a lot of like tight ends? I believe it was D linemen. There was some D linemen that didn't okay. uh, that the punter surpassed the D linemen in reps. It's crazy. But I think the the top one this year was maybe it's it wasn't even um, close to Stephen Stephen Pius. Stephen Pius record is ridiculous. Maybe it got broke. I can't remember, but um, I'm pretty sure the most reps was like 33 out of a D two at 225, 33 Holy times. Shnikes. Well, that's not even close to like what Stephen Pia did six or seven years ago. It was 46. <laughs> and maybe someone did it 51 times. Now that I'm thinking, let's look it up. Okay. Let's look it up. Mo- most reps in combine history. I'd be interested to know. I think it's Stephen Pia, but I'm not. Yep, Here you 49. Go. I was wrong. 40, I said 46. It was 49, but I had the, I had the right individual, Stephen Pia. Yeah, you did. 49 times. And to, for everybody to know, it's 225 pounds that they're bench pressing. Yeah, dude. That's insane. <laughs> Dontari Poe tied for third. Some of these names I don't really... And who knows? How John Ross with the fastest. What is this? 40 time. Over CJ2K. Mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs is going to be on that list now, too. He tied Marquis Goodwin. Henry Ruggs just ran a 427 this weekend. Nasty. Did I say? Gosh, why? I keep second guessing myself on this damn podcast. It's all right. Let me look it up. Ruggs, the third. Maybe he's the second. I don't know. I could be second guessing myself again. Mm, more combine. Henry Ruggs the third. God, I love being right. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's not hard, right? Well, not. I mean, yeah. In the moment. By the way, these kettle, kettle potato chips. I got these Korean barbecue ones, guys. It tastes like a regular barbecue chip from kettle. <laughs> From the kettle brand. I'm sorry to say you missed the boat, guys. Yeah. I tried one too. It just like no, it's just by regular barbecue chips. Sorry. Sorry. But they still taste good. Still gonna snack. You're saying this is one of the deepest wide receiver classes ever? Yeah, man. They're talking about it that way. They said that there's arguably twenty to twenty five guys that have a third round grade or better. Damn. Damn. Just wide receiver at the wide receiver position. It's like one almost one person a team. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody gets think, a top it, it three wide think, receiver this year. Well, and and then think about all the other positions, and then the the team needs. Like, there's not, there's probably plenty of teams that don't need wide receiver help. Yeah, yeah. Like the I Hawks. mean, you can never have too many wide receivers, but it no. just makes me think a team a team that drafts well or hits on guys in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. There's probably going to be third round talent at the wide receiver position, if not still hanging, just still hanging there in some of those later rounds. Or we might see ten receivers come off the board back to back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's cashing yeah. in. But there's some special ones, man. Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, T. Higgins. There's some some really special receivers in you know that'll probably get selected in the first round, early second. Oh, I see what we got going on here. Donovan Peoples Jones jumped forty four point five. Yeah, that that's, was huge. That's ridiculous. Helped his draft stock, draft stock for sure. We got forty yard dash. Who's the strongest at bench press? I'd be interested in that. receivers. Quintez. Quintez Cephas. Oh, that's that kid from uh, Wisconsin. Top performer in twenty yard shuttle and vertical jump as well. Yeah, Antonio be... Gandy Golden. Oh uh, yeah, they 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 were impressed with that guy too. He had a good forty. Forty was four six, which is standard. Yeah, which is weird. Like it's so blinding fast to just the normal person, but when you get this top one percent of athletes, mm-hmm. it's just this. Those things that seem like splitting hairs are not. They're significant. Yeah, we got a. What was the broad jump? Who had the broad jump? For wide receivers, Donovan Peoples-Jones again, Jalen Rager. Our boy Desmond Patton jumped 11. I like it. Washington State. Love it. 20-yard shuttle drill, too. He tore it up. Ruggs did well in the... uh, He's a top five performer in the uh, broad jump, too. Henry Ruggs III is a stud. Yeah, man. His vertical jump. Was he the highest in vert, too? I think he was. No, he wasn't. It was that Donovan Peoples Jones, right? Still, yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones, but still but he ran, 42. He's 42, dude. That's insane. That's crazy. Blazing fast. Why, so, why do they have a Saint, Saints logo next to him? Is that because the Saints are going to. Oh, they're predicting that? Mm hmm. They say he's the best. That's the best fit for him. I think he's the best fit on the Seahawks, if you ask me. But Man, I would love him on the Seahawks. I would love his teammate Jerry Judy on the Seahawks. I would love C.D. Lamb on the Seahawks. Should I even take T. Higgins on the Seahawks? Just one more receiver. We just need one more. Did you hear a completely side topic? We'll maybe address this later. But I did hear some rumblings that like Russ was commanding that they get some talent superstars in free agency. I'm like. Do we need to do it in free agency, or can we just do it through the draft? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Russ is probably settling into that, like, yo, I'm I'm calling the shots now. Yeah. You know, Pete, you're getting old. <laughs> so just sit down before you hurt yourself. John, you get me some stars, damn it. They um probably. hired two awesome scouting consultants, like, 
Oh, really? Considered some of the better scouting consultants in like all of the NFL. So that's probably they got Alonzo Highsmith. Yeah, they got Alonzo Highsmith and Elliot Wolf. Okay, who have been? I've heard the Elliot Wolf name before. Mm-hmm. They both came reason. from the Browns. Gotcha. So, and they've evaluated talent pretty well over the last. They've had to, but well, and the Browns have had like they've got good players. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like one of those cursed franchises. It's like the yeah. Mariners. Yeah, in, you know, totally in Seattle. I think Highsmith was uh, in Green Bay when Schneider was there, though, too. So I Ooh, think that there was a connection connection prior to... Um, Work history. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So, that always helps. The DBs, will, the DBs will go tomorrow, so we haven't okay. got to see them yet, but D-line and linebackers were this evening. I think it's actually still going on, to be honest with you. Like the linebackers might still be here. About how many players are invited to the combine, Trev? Oh, gosh. That's a great question. A few hundred? Okay. Yeah. About how many college teams, D1 college teams, are there that produce high-drafted well, individuals? you got a D1 and then D1 AA. Because yeah. technically, like a guy like Cooper Cup, yep. he went to the combine, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Back check. He had. He must. Yeah, I'm, have, I'm fairly. Right? I'm like ninety nine point nine percent certain he was at the combine. Well, he would have been twenty eighteen. I remember him running routes. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, you there's. I mean, there's hundreds of schools that could potentially be represented. Um, most of you're probably just going to see D one. You won't see a lot of D one double A, but you will see the standouts. Um, the D one double A standouts. There was a couple, I think there was a guy from Illinois State. Maybe it's the running back from Illinois State that um, competed at the combine this week. Okay. I think he might have been a top performer in one area, too. But, yeah, there's a. There's a shite ton, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Just Jeff Mayle had the top three cone drill in 2011. That's crazy. Old Oregon grad. 6.42. And the top guy this year is 6.66. Mm-hmm. Beat the shite out of everybody else. <laughs> well, that wide receivers, sorry. We're just talking wide receivers. All right, so you got a note here about Miami. They have three They have three first-round first round picks, man. How, who did they get them from? One was part of the Minka Fitzpatrick trade with the Steelers. Okay. They already had one of them. And then the other one, I believe, is by way of Houston, maybe? Miami Dolphins at five. Miami Dolphins via Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I think the other one's via Houston, though. Miami Dolphins via Houston, 27. So did what did they... They traded Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals, right? That was, yes. That was a trade. Yeah. So what the fuck did they get for him, man? That's got to be some sort of conditional. It's got to be a second round pick. Ba na 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 na. Oh, there's that kid that ran that four three nine, the linebacker out of Clemson, Isaiah Simmons, four three nine forty. That's what. They asked him to run. If he wanted to run again, he goes, "Why would I need to?" <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. 
It's like, yeah, I'm going to blow my hammy out for you. I just run a 439. Yeah, no, I'm good. Sorry. He's huge, too. Look, at, he looks like yeah, a ham chancellor. Huge. Holy smokes. Do it all defender. That is not normal. <laughs> Man, look at that acceleration. Dude, he's just shredded. That was crazy. Uh, if that guy came at you at 439, dude. I would. And just. My bowels would disengage. <laughs> That's what would happen. Was the, uh, in, was it Jackass 3 where they let J.J. Watt like hit Johnny Knoxville as hard as he can or something like that? So. I think Tackle so. Tackle him as hard as he can. I can't remember who it was, but. Yeah. God. So what does Miami do? They're saying that he, they take Tua with the number five. Yeah, if he, if he's still there, the question is: the Redskins just drafted Dwayne um, Haskins. That sounds that sounds right. It's going to depend on whether the Redskins feel like they want to take another quarterback, or if because who's number who's at number three? The Lions. Than the Giants. Giants aren't looking for a quarterback right now, are they? Well, they just say, it says right there if they don't go after Phillip Rivers, right? Well, they're saying back oh, in 04 okay, yeah, when gotcha, they gotcha, traded yeah. him. He could end up in Miami for sure. Free agency is going to determine a lot here in the next couple weeks. Because if, if Phillip moved his family to Florida, the only reason you would uh, move your family to Florida is as if you, you think that you're going to play for the Bucks or... Miami. Yeah. And I think the Bucks are in a much better situation where Phillip could say, I can win ball games here. Yeah. Yeah. But Miami has three first round picks. So that could also be a like a Phillip Rivers, if he got two wide receivers with those picks, or you know. Yeah, or a tight end. Or a wide receiver, a tight end, and an O lineman. Yeah. You know, like guy young. It's like all of a sudden you have the, a completely yeah. rejuvenated offense, a completely new look, and a lot of excitement. What do we know about the Miami Dolphins? They're good for a a win over the New England Patriots every year. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, some way, the Dolphins figure they they figure it out once a year. It is sweet justice. Totally. Speaking of the Patriots, I mean Tom Brizzy, touchdown Tommy. He he might not be there next year. They I just read that he's assuming that he's not. Oh, I he should test the market because he's mm-hmm. taken pay cuts. Yeah. for everybody else for the last how many years when he's totally like he's been doing get, that for like what feels like seven. Go years. find a team that's stupid enough to pay you a ton of money. Yeah. to come there for two years. Yeah, it's a good call. It's a great move. And when I say like stupid enough, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm just saying the money to pay a guy that's over forty years old. Is, Inle- unless yeah. you're already at somewhat of a winning team, just seems kind of there's going to be a team out there that offers him asinine money that he and that very well could be like the Chargers, could be the Raiders, could be. Yeah, Derek Carr is really kind of falling off. Technically, Drew Brees is a free agent. He probably okay. won't go anywhere. Yeah, he. Yeah, I'd be so shocked if he left. The Panthers have to figure out what they're going to do with Cam. Yeah, the Panthers seem like... Jameis, he very well could still be in Tampa. Tampa but, but then, like, Phillip's on the market, too. There's a, there's, a lot of moves that could There's happen. a lot of moves that could happen that's going to... I mean, the Colts need a quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I was just talking to my good buddy John Lamb about this earlier today, and he wants them to keep Jacoby. Like he's like he played pretty well considering the circumstances, and he's athletic. But at the end of the day, I don't know that that's the court, that's the system. Like the, the yeah. offense that they run, I don't know if he's really the best court, the best option long term. Like how do you build? And I, I don't that think that talent? there's gonna be a guy at fourteen. <laughs> that they're going to be thrilled about. Unless they really love Jordan Love out of Utah State, I just I think your free agency is a better option for him. And that there t- there's rumors that like Tom could end up in Indianapolis. Right, not too far of a not too far of a of move. A, of a move. You know, his one of his best rivals, Peyton Manning's old old mm-hmm. stomping grounds. Adam Vinatieri, they played yeah. together for a long, long time together in New England. So, yeah, man, free agency is going to make things very interesting. I'm You're saying that. Arizona might take Henry Ruggs three. Well, so their head coach used to be at Oklahoma, right? That's why he ended up taking Kyler. Oh, okay. So I, I would think that C.D. Lamb ends up, just because he's an Oklahoma kid, even I mean, unless uh, I, I'm not saying that Ruggs isn't better, I think he probably is. But but you'd think that familiarity would the win familiar, over. Yeah, the fami- familiarity and but then again, it's all going to depend on what these teams need. Yeah, yeah, it's all fun and it's all fun. Will the Chargers take but... Justin Herbert? Well, I don't know if they go and get Tom Brady, they won't need to take Justin Herbert, right? Exactly. Like these can just be completely flipped in one quick little free agency. What's uh, move. what's sitting there at twenty uh, twenty eight? They're saying oh, Clavon Chason, edge rush LSU. But we all really know that they're just gonna trade that pick out and get somebody that in the second round, potentially yeah. in another second. Or I think something. they have a ton of picks this year, actually, because all I these think they do conditional stuff. I think they do as well. It's gonna be a fun draft this year. And if you're saying wide receivers as deep as it is, man, the Hawks, the Hawks might just, they like to have a stable of wide receivers and running Dude, backs. you know what would be crazy is if they were like, yeah, we're just going to sell the farm for Chase Young mm. and trade it up for the first time in like ever. ever. That would be dope. That would be cool. After they sign Clowney. Yeah, if they can Young get Young on one back. side, Clowney on the other. How dope would dude. that be, dude? Oh my Clowney God. said he really liked it, but he also really liked his opportunities in free agency. Well, too. yeah, he's he's stupid not to test the market. He's gonna get like twenty million a year. It's awesome. It's so fun wild, having him on the it's on so, the squad this but year. But there there are um, should he not resign in Seattle? There are other options out there. We can put the, the problem we have, is, and I think in the notes I highlighted this a little bit, but. We may be skipping ahead too far. Um, nope, we're right on. We're right on point. They've got five uh, unrestricted free agents on the defensive line this offseason. Damn, Jaron Reed being one of them. <sighs> he's he's hinted on Twitter too that like he's a ten million isn't going to be enough a year to keep him there. Damn, like he's he's going to command more than that. So unless they can figure out how to give both those guys. But there's there's free agents that can come in and they can plug into their system. Damon Harrison got released by uh, 
the uh, the Lions, and he, if he's hinted at retirement, but he's also said I would come back if I was playing for a contender. Yeah, to try to go win a Super Bowl, and that guy's been one of the most dis- disruptive interior linemen for like the last five years. That's sick. Speaking of free agencies, uh, we the Hawks signed Greg Olson. I'm sure everybody's heard about it. Yep. But that's a great at a spot we definitely needed some depth at. Yeah, and it allows Will to like recover yes. on a on a more reasonable timeline. Yes. And dude, the way Jacob Hollister played last year, I love the way that they used him as a move tight end. Me like, too. He is awesome. So if they could have Disley, Hollister, Olsen, like that's mm-hmm. a huge stable at tight end. Well, and when once Disley's back, they will absolutely use two two tight end sets. Yeah. With Olsen and Disley. Like yep. that's just gonna create problems for defenses. So yeah, man, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they approach the draft free agency and all the other teams too. Like I'm, I'm curious how much the NFL gets just shook up. Yeah. Me too. New faces and new places. It's going to be one of those years. It's going to be exciting. Cool. We, we good to, Oh yeah. Before we move along, just some of the notable uh, free agents, other than the ones we already talked about at the quarterback position. There's quite a few. Dak Prescott probably Damn. isn't going anywhere, but Never he's technically know. a free agent. Ryan Tannehill, Amari Cooper, Byron Jones, AJ Green, AJ man. Green, Brandon Cincinnati Scherf. could go crazy this year. Yeah, man. There's a few more even further down the list, out of that below that top ten. Shaq Barrett, who like led the league in sacks last year. We already talked about Jameis Winston, Phillip Rivers, Austin Hooper, tight end mm-hmm. for the Falcons. Hunter Henry, Henry. Oh, yeah, Dante Hunter. Fowler Jr., Derek Henry, yeah. Anthony Costanzo, Manuel Sanders is a free agent. Teddy Bridgewater, there's a guy that could sneak, like find a home as mm-hmm. a starting quarterback somewhere. Yep. And who knows, maybe that's a good fit for the Colts. Yeah. Could be a good Colts. fit for the Colts. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Ha-ha, yeah. Kenyon lot. Drake. Melvin Gordon. Dude, it's a huge year. Huge year. Jamie Collins. Yeah, there's a ton of talent that's going to be on hitting the free agent market. So, yeah, we'll see probably what happens, more man. we didn't even, probably more we're missing that we're not yeah. exclaiming at. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. So, there's going to be some difference makers in different places this next season. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. NCAA hoops. Let's talk about it, man. Bracketology. So, final week of the season. Okay. I think this is the last home game tonight, for, or the last game of the season, at least for Gonzaga. Regular season game. Who um, are ranked three right now. Ranked third, yep. Probably a good time to start looking at bracketology, don't you think? Okay. Tourney starts March 17th, which is St. Patty's Day. Oh, it is. All right. That's the first four, though. You know, the 68. You know how they, the, yeah, the, the yeah, play, yeah. The play in games to get the last yeah. couple of spots in yeah. the seedings. All so, right. So, what are it takes? What do they got going on right now? The one seeds are Kansas. If it were to be tomorrow, what do we got in the East? That they're predicting that for the Midwest bracket. East would be San Diego State. San Diego State. South, South is Baylor. Baylor, and the West, West. would be Gonzaga. Okay. Right. Oh, crazy. They would get to play a home game in Spokane? 
at the hotel would be nuts. At the arena, that'd be dope. Against one of the play-in teams, the 64. The they'll, oh, the winner of that has to go play. It, it's so political, though. They'll end up putting them in like, the Midwest and make them travel or something. Huh? Oh, so this still isn't even final. No, yeah, I mean, because the they, uh, conference tournaments haven't even started yet. They start this week. Gotcha. So, you know, they might not win their conference tournament and end up being a two. Okay, okay. Potentially. I, I, I have a hard time seeing them drop out of being a one seed unless they lost in, like, their first game of the conference tournament. Gotcha. And drop to like the five or six. But even then, they would have only three losses on the season, right? So it'd be it'd be hard it'd be hard to give a like a Florida State or even a Dayton maybe the nod over them for one of the one seeds. Hmm. Just my opinion though. Cool. Final four predictions, do we make them? Well, maybe we should, we're going to have another episode. We want to do it next time. Let's do it the March episode. Yeah, we'll, when we're actually talk, when we know what's going on with March. That's Travis. a good call. That's a good call. But if I had to make picks today on who's going to be the final four, let's take a look real quick. I'm just curious. I want to know, I want to make sure we write this down so that in a, three weeks when we have another episode i can be like oh, i was really wrong <laughs> so you mean of the of the four so if Kansas i'm Sunday. i'm gonna say this the, these are my scroll down a little bit i got duke as one of my final four okay i've got baylor as one of my final four this one's gonna be interesting because i'm gonna probably get a little creative here I'd go Dayton on this one if it was me, but Penn State. All right, all right. In the Midwest. Well, no, Ooh. no, no, no. I'm gonna go with Kansas. Sorry. All right, all right. Yeah, it's hard not to pick Kansas, man. My dark horse to get into the Final Four is Penn State. <laughs> all right, for now. Big Ten basketball, baby. Big Ten basketball, baby. All right, so we'll do official ones next. Yeah, episode. we'll do official ones okay. in the next episode. Not a whole lot going on in NCAA for you. Or do you want to? Do you want to move on to NBA? Yeah, we covered some of it last time around. Yeah, so we did. I think this was just kind of like a, hey, we're going into championship conference uh, conference tournament play. It's the last week of the regular season, um, so I just wanted to talk Buckle a little brac- bracketology and get ready for some March Madness coming up here in a couple weeks. Yep. NBA, I could take this one a little bit because I've been. Every night I've been watching games and it's been really yeah, relaxing. I get, t- I get a text message from you every <laughs> night about it. Like, All right, I better tune in. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the I think I think the next game we get the Lakers are going to rematch Pelicans again at New Orleans, and New Orleans almost beat L.A. in L.A. Um, they just tore took a, went on a tear in the last like couple minutes and it just got away from them, but. They went into Staples Center and they, the old LA squad, the Lakers, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, they came in and they did work and they're still a lot of fun. The weird part about the NBA right now is like you'll watch a team, a lower seeded team upset a higher seeded team 
then that higher seeded team will just go and and whomp on the next team. So it's right, kind of like right, right. It's really wide open right now. Obviously, you've got some leaders in the East. Is still the uh, in the East. It's still Giannis and the Bucks by a wide margin. But Boston's closed the gap with Toronto. Yeah, they have a little bit. Boston's been playing great. Boston, they're playing. Uh, they were playing the Rockets tonight. I'm interested to see how that that game was close right before we started recording. You know who um, seems like he's worked out to be a pretty good pick for the Bucks is um, Dante DiVincenzo. Oh yeah, that kid from Villanova that was like instrumental in their national championship run a few years ago. Okay, seems like he's been a pretty good role player. Dante DiVincenzo. Di Vincenzo. Di Vincenzo. I'll give you a, I'll give you one guess on what his heritage heritage is. Italian. <laughs> Buonasera. <laughs> Buonasera. That's what's that? I don't know what it means. Oh, okay. We should probably look it up. I know. Uh, I got it I was part. watching The Godfather last night a little bit. Yeah. Um, part one. I haven't watched that in a long time. It's um. I see why it's always ranked in like I IMDb's top 100 and stuff. I see, I understand. It's just it's one of those movies you just that you can't stop watching if you start no matter what point you're at. And if you see it on TV you're just like I got to keep watching. Yeah. So like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Just in a different genre, you know. Like if I for the NBA, I don't know how many games are left right now, but it's pretty fun. You got the Lakers have a 5 game lead over Denver. There's about 20 games left. Yeah. Over. And Denver over just games. lost, too. And their number two seed, Denver, in the West, just... Oops. I just... Yeah, just lost to the Clippers. I'm just trying to figure out, like, where is all their talent coming from? It's not just Jokic, right? Like, it's incredible what they're doing with how many non sort of superstars mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. Ha- like it's just amazing to me yeah uh, Jamal Murray is like one of the only big names that comes to mind but that's still not Kentucky yeah you know Barton I mean the highest people paid are Millsap Mason Plumley. Jamal Murray is not even that highly paid on this squad Mason Plumley's Paid handsomely. Very handsomely. Gary Harris, 17 mil, mm-hmm. almost 18 mil. Yeah. So some young players. Young, yeah. That's what it looks like. Like still some, some young contracts, but number two seed still. But LA just beat them yesterday. Good. Yeah. And that's they're right behind them, so they'll probably flip-flop here in a minute. The Rockets, Houston's are on a Houston's on a dude, tear. Dude, they are on a tear, and I was I saw something that um, Russell Westbrook's averaging over thirty points a game. Thirty five, bro. Dude, get the hell out of here! As of like a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about it last, he's he's almost averaging a triple double again. Well, I think he is averaging. Oh no, a you you said Westbrook. I thought yeah. you were talking about Harden. Go look at Harden. Harden's like at thirty five a game. Points, he's averaging 35.2. Westbrook is averaging 27, but 
his last 10 games, he's had 32 points. Slight inter- interruption with the kiddos, but that's all right. All good, man. Yeah, but Westbrook but and Harden tearing West, it up. Yeah, Westbrook, he said, is averaging a triple-double. Yeah, sorry, I'll go or back. He, or he probably has been. Pretty close. Yeah, and he's averaging seven assists a game. Mm-hmm. So in addition to averaging almost 30, he's he's collecting another 14 points just being a team player. It's just nuts. So Houston, the West is going to be so much fun. They're going to be a scary team, man. I think that they will end up in the Western Conference Finals. Me too. I agree. Be cool. I mean, it goes against your all LA. Uh, I know. Pred- I know. Prediction, but I just think that there's going to be. They could shake it up, though. I think they're going to shake it up. So the Covington ad at the deadline was might be the difference maker. Oh man, yeah, that we'll, was. We'll pretty. see. We'll see. That's but that's it for the NBA. I mean, just get your the All Star weekend's break is over. Just get your get get to paying attention. Yeah, we're coming down to the uh, last few months of of the seeding of the basketball season, regular season at least. Yeah. All right. Well, huge boxing uh, match. Yeah. Recently. Shoot, man, we've we've had uh, some quite the start to the twenty twenty. Year it's slash been really good, yeah. When it comes to combat sports, it's been awesome. You last weekend we were watching fights together. That was so much fun. We had a yeah. huge group of people. That was great at Jordos, and we we watched the UFC Auckland card, and then we also watched Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury two, the rematch of their their draw bout, which. Deontay, obviously, you've probably seen the highlights. Knocked the Fury down for an amazing recovery by Fury, and everybody thought Fury won that fight on the on the technical fight, but um, it's pretty decisive this time around. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Ta- Remind Ta- me who you were going for for the. You know, I wasn't um, like I'm kind of Switzerland when it comes to these guys. Okay, okay. I, I like both of them, but I felt like fury was going for i for i just had this gut feeling that tyson was going to win for some reason mm. mostly because just of the boxing like the money related to boxing and well if fury wins then there's for sure going to be a third fight you know but if wilder wins and he knocks him out then it's kind of like well he did that twice in the first fight and it was a draw just on probably strike counts and yeah, and there's an automatic rematch clause in There both. is an automatic rematch clause, yeah. And Deontay which has... I believe gets, you know, champion takes 60% right off the bat and the challenger gets 40% of the purse. And then, of course, you know, a portion of all pay-per-view sales and ticket sales and all that stuff. Because so. they made, what, almost $25 million each this fight? Yep, yep. Over, over 20 for sure for each of them. It's a pretty um, good paycheck. Pretty, pretty nice little paycheck. Not an easy evening for Mr. Wilder, though. No, man, because of that suit with the batteries, bro. <laughs> it's like 40 pounds. <laughs> then did you see, so Deontay made that as his excuse, right? He said he wore this elaborate costume and that mm-hmm. weighed him down on the way to the ring and he knew his legs were dead. And then somebody came out with his clip on the Joe Rogan experience where he's talking about everything I do, I wear a 40-pound vest with it anytime I train. <laughs> It's just like, and I know training's different than the real thing, but 
just like, come on, man. Be a little it's, bit more uh, clever with your excuse. Yeah. It. Well, he weighed 15 to 20 pounds more than he typically does, correct? I yeah. That's what yeah, he said. came he, in heavier, he, too. It's he the heaviest he's ever come in at. When And he still looks just chiseled. Like, in, he, he looks in great shape, even at 230. Like, he had the highest weight he's ever weighed. Which, there's still a 40-pound difference between... Yeah, there's Fury is just such an enormous person. And maybe that... I gotta believe that that has something to do with, like, the punch. Don't get me wrong, Deontay's knockout power is incredible, but when a guy that's you're fighting is 40 pounds more than you, and he's putting his weight into punches, probably affects you getting hit a little more than, like, him getting hit by a 230-pound person. Exactly, yeah, for sure. I gotta imagine that Tyson tries to train with someone as big as him. Yeah. Or at least within 15 to 20 pounds of his weight. Yep. So that, like, if he's getting hit by that guy, he's... It's a lighter punch, yeah, technically. It's, Possibly. Yeah. But Wilder just didn't look good all night. No. Tyson he... Fury boxed his ass off. Looked like just a better boxer in general. Wilder looked like he was a knockout artist and obviously you know the punch to the um you know kind of side of i don't want like it was basically the side of the head yeah the onto that's the messed one he up was... his equilibrium probably ruptured part of his eardrum or there was a cut inside of his ear because of that so his ears just bleeding yeah and uh he got to a point where he just kind of worried about him I know that there was controversy about, you know, people talking about how the his corner threw in the towel, but at the end of the day there's those guys have been doing it for years. Have seen when boxers yep. are in bad shape or it, it, they don't look like themselves and I can't fault the guy for for doing that. You you just don't know at what point like could this could the next shot be life altering. You just don't know. Yeah. So. He wasn't coming back and winning that fight. No, there was no way. He would have he would have had to drop Tyson probably two to three times cuz I don't yeah. think I don't think one of his big shots at that point would have had enough on it to like keep Fury down. Mm-mm. No. No, so. not with how much how much headway Fury had already made. It was just it was game over. We just had a huge fight night or not a huge fight night, but a huge knockout win tonight. Yeah, I didn't. Man. I missed the card because I didn't realize it started earlier. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I watched it. It was uh, unfortunate. Joe Benavidez makes weight and then falls to Davison Figueredo, who didn't make weight. And so the title was still up for grabs for Benavidez to win, but unfortunately, Figueredo knocked him out. Yeah. Um, and it looked like uh, there was a headbutt or yeah. like a collision of heads that caused uh, and opened up a cut, to, and it was pretty bad it started bleeding severely almost immediately i think that benavidez was concussed from that head collision and he was midst of wiping blood away from his eye and as he did that he ate the biggest straight right i've ever seen by a flyweight and dropped him and was pretty much out right away and just took one more punch at do you think it was a late stoppage? 
Um, it, it looked like Big Dan let him take quite a few, but maybe it happened. I saw that in slow mo. I, I didn't think like okay. supers. I think the first shot he was out. Yeah, but you, you know you're not you're trained not to stop until the ref stops it. So. Oh yeah, no. I mean, Figueredo could have like hit him and just walked away, and they probably would have still stopped. Still stopped it, but but you can't do that. If yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. As as uh, one of our favorite fighters would always say, it was super necessary. Yeah, the old Jorge Masvidal, super necessary. Super necessary. Were those hits after he was already down really necessary? Super necessary. <laughs> maybe if you don't like watching that, maybe you could go back to soccer. <laughs> That's what he said. Because the World Cup was going on yeah. at that time. Yeah. Oh, God, I love you, Jorge. Before I forget about something that we didn't put on here, prior to watching that Fury Wilder fight, we watched a hell of a fight between Dan Hooker and Paul Oh, man. Paul, Paul Felder, Felder in a very tough decision. Very tough. I think most people think that Paul won that fight. He was very emotional about it. Hopefully, he doesn't retire. No, I think we all want to see him fight. So he's, to he's, do. Yeah, he he needs to fight again, and I think he kind of got robbed. So hopefully, hopefully, him and Dan Hooker will fight again because I think that, that they need to just run it back. They should probably run that back. Upcoming, the biggest pay per view. We got two big pay per views coming up back to back, dude. I was looking at the fight night cards over the next month and a half. And are they those pretty are good? Pretty, they're all great, dude. They've got some great fights. This 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 start to the twenty twenty UFC season is the year is pretty incredible. By the way, Felicia Spencer, our girl, dude, scored a big TKO tonight. Oh, she got a W tonight. Yeah, good. Man. Good. So and so did Megan Anderson, and Amanda tweeted, you know, up to Dana, but I'm eager to fight either one of these girls. Megan, she, her, and Felicia Spencer have fought, and Felicia Spencer choked her out. So they they could run that one back. I don't. Maybe Megan kind of just, maybe she overlooked her or something like that. But that would be a good one for sure. But Nunez is. You're saying Nunez will fight either one of them? Or? Yeah. Oh, my that's, bad. I, those, I those those two gals are probably next in line for yeah. Nunez. I'm in a, I'm I think just based on record alone it'll probably be Megan Anderson. Yeah. Um but I don't know, maybe you said Felicia beat her? Yeah, Felicia choked her out three fights. Megan's Megan's fought twice since. But mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe that gets her the shot. Just maybe over. they maybe they just say, "Hey, do it, run it back, do it again," and the winner is going to get to fight Amanda. And then you got okay. So, but then UFC two forty eight. Yep. Oh, sorry. And then no, you wanted to say well, the fight nights coming up. This yeah, time. there's a lot of fight nights that are like the Kevin the fight night one seventy looks good. Kevin That's Lee's March, on that March fourteenth. Charles Oliveira, Damian Maya, Gilbert Burns. That's a good fight. Yeah, that's a great uh, fight. Renato Maicano's on that. Yep. And Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker's back against on uh, Nikita Krylov. That's a good one. And then the oh, you're right. The London March 21st, yep. a week later. Woodley Edwards. That's a great fight. Jack Marshman, Kevin Holland. I love Kevin Holland, man. He's a he's a tough kid. He took my the, boy Jack Shore, dude. Oh yeah, out. you're right, he's play, dude. He's fighting Defritas. One of the very first up and comers that Trev talked oh, about and on the podcast, dude. Dude, Jai Herbert. 
I think he was on one of our prospect profiles last year. As well, too? He was one of the MMA prospect profile guys, I'm pretty sure. So that London card's huge. Against Mark Diakisi, dude. That's I, great. I really like this London card. Look, Kevin Holland took Tiago Santos to a decision on two weeks' notice. Yeah. Yeah, middleweight. So he's the... the that everybody should be setting the calendar for that March twenty first card in London. That's gonna be a killer one. Yeah. Oh, middle of the day, bro. Let's barbecue and I watch know, that dude. shit, dude. Yeah. Let's do that. Darren Stewart. I could even bring the pellet grill over here, man. That would be a lot super of super portable. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yes, uh the UFC on ESPN eight. <laughs> Francis Ngannou versus your boy Rosenstruck. Rosenstruck. Trev's been talking the about the soldier this guy. from Suriname. Cody Garbrandt. Rafael Sansau, dude. Aspen Ladd, Juliana Pena, dude. Our girl from freaking Spokane, bro. Yeah, dude. Matt Brown, Greg Hardy, Jorgen DeCastro, Khalil Roundtree, Sam Alvey, dude. That is a fantastic card. I'm telling you, man. These March fight 28th. nights, they've they are doing a really good job, and I think it's because, I mean. They just took a year to kind of get it planned get, out. Yeah, they had to figure it out. Now they're really lining things There's up. There's the Portland card at the Moda Center. We've talked about maybe traveling down yeah. for that one. That would be sweet. Overeem, Vicente Luque, Walt Harris, Randy Brown. Michelle, Michelle Waterson, bro. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Karate Hadi. Maybe we can get an autograph. Edmund Shabazian <laughs> and Derek Brunson. Uh, Nico Price. Yeah, man. Eric Andre. Christoph Joko. That's a good one, too. So you're right. So in between 248 and 249. Some great fight nights. There's huge fight nights. This next month and a half of UFC is Yeah, kicking solid, off with 248. UFC 248 solid. on March 7th. That's the Israel Adesanya, Yoel Romero card. And another championship fight with Wele Zhang and Joanna Jungjacek. Benil Darush, Drakkar Klosa. Max Neil Magny, Elevation Fight Team out of Colorado, Elliot Marshall's camp. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Huge, huge month of March. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, who are you picking for Adesanya Romero? Um, I think Izzy's going to beat him. Okay. I just think his motor long term is a little better but dude if Yoel can catch him with some big shots then he could make might it go be, to sleep yeah I might go to sleep we'll see we'll see how tough the chin is if assuming Yoel uh can close the gap in distance so and then just to keep everybody paying attention the biggest fight of the year possibly one of the biggest fights of the decade if it happens I know mm. we're only in 2020 <laughs> But Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson, Man. April eighteenth. Yeah, that's exciting, dude. We just we'll we'll talk about Everyone it. Everyone is so excited about that fight. But we got to say something about it. Oh, and Jessica Andrade rematching Rose Namajunas. I like that fight. I like Rose taking that fight. Yeah. So, some great cards coming up. Yep. There's some great. Even Bellator. Yeah. Bellator and May's got an awesome card with Musasi and Lima. Lima's going to try to become a champ champ in Bellator. On that same card, Ryan Bader's fighting Vadim Nemkov for the title, I believe. Yeah, you're right. So far, those are the two big 
bites on that car on that main card, but I I have a feeling something else is going to get added. Yeah, they will. So when is this? This is I'm May ass- 9th. I'm assuming their um one of their Grand Prix tournament fights is probably going to be Pitbull versus Carvalho would be too bad. That's coming up this next month, I think. That's the featherweight bout. Yeah. And Daniel Weichel's fart, uh, farting, fighting. Mm. Uh, Dan- Daniel Weichel is fighting Emmanuel Sanchez. That'll be a great fight. Emmanuel Sanchez is a fun guy to watch. He just, that guy's got a motor. So this is Paul the- Daly. Ooh. Josh, Josh Barnett. Barnett back in the ring or the octagon. Well, whatever you want to call it, I guess the Bellator ring. Yeah. No, Bellator's got it. So that Pitbull card's March 13th, mm-hmm. Friday. Nice. We won't be competing with any uh any a uh, big UFC events too much. Yeah. One thing that I've been watching lately, I, I was telling you about this, but um Combate Americas. And what do you watch that on? It's Where? on Access TV okay. every Friday night. Juliana Pena, oddly enough, we just mentioned her a few minutes ago, yep. is uh, running color commentary for that fight promotion. Interesting. Yeah. It was, um, the promotion was started by, what is his first name? I'm spacing on his last name's McLaren, I believe. He was one of the co-founders of the UFC. He's a marketing whiz. And Combate Americas, in a nutshell, is like the premier Hispanic MMA sports franchise. Okay. So a lot of, you see a lot of Mexico, uh, Baja, California fighters. Fights are every Friday night. I've been watching them the last couple of Friday nights on Access. You might have to come over for a yeah for one of these. Yeah, pretty, I will. And I've been very impressed with Juliana's color commentary, dude. That that would girl, be such a hard job. That girl knows a lot about fighting, and she does a very good job of explaining it too. She's on her way to becoming like a UFC analyst. I'm That's just, cool. I'm telling you that, like. When you know, just from doing this podcast, how hard it can be oh, to put together words that are... I'm the worst. I say like every other f***ing <laughs> time. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. So to watch people succeed at that without a lot of like traditional experience, it's super impressive. Yeah. Teodoro Ortiz is fighting out of this promotion. So that's a big name. Yeah. Get people to understand yeah. the, that it's a, the real deal. Yeah. And it, tons of up-and-comers. Uh, talent. I watched an, a war last night, man, between these two guys. It went three full round. I mean, these guys were throwing blows and taking blows. Tough chins, just grinding. It was awesome to see. So that's super cool that a new fight promotion has is, is evolved and it's really um, putting... Uh, Getting something new to market. Yeah, yeah. It's in, Mixing it up. It's It's super cool that because right now, outside of soccer, the biggest, you know, athletic event, Hispanic culture is MMA. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It's really cool that this fight promotion is is taking off. Encourage everybody to tune in if you guys have cable and and uh, have access to Access TV, mm-hmm. the the channel. Um, every Friday night, uh, there's been live fights so check it out that's pretty fun that could be really fun and it looks like you got a new uh talking yeah, about prospect man, profiles bringing, bra- bringing back the mma prospect profile so now this, that a couple of yours have already panned out yeah the main i'm gonna, cards I'm gonna see UFC if this events. one does too this episode's mma prospect profile is 
Cesare Kesic fighting out of KSW slash uh, Thunderstrike Fight League. He's the middleweight champion uh, in TFL or Thunderstrike Fight League. Uh, sports an 11-0 record, eight via TKO, two via submission, uh, and I think one decision. He's arguably the best prospect out of Poland right now. So this guy is on the up and up. He's super close from probably getting a call to who knows, maybe Dana's contender series or just a you know uh, maybe a three fight contract or something. Is a kickboxer uh, that's not afraid to get on the ground and roll. He's relentless when he smells blood, dude. This guy, I watched some of these videos of him just pounding guys into the mat. It's impressive. So Let's uh, take a look real quick. Looks like he kicks people in the head. That's not, that's not the right fight. That one's good. He's choking uh, somebody out. He's choking that guy out. There's a good knockout one, though. So he's the guy on the right. In the red, red gloves. Yeah. Oh, speaking of middleweights, ooh, rocked him. Oh, head kick. Oh, you're right. He is relentless. He smells blood. He just threw like seven punches after that head kick. Single leg. Watch ground that. and pound. Look at that freaking hammer fist, dude. Oh. Oh, man. How is this guy still alive? Damn. <laughs> Damn. They let him go a little longer in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Dude, speaking of middleweights, I did I tell you I rewatched... Uh, is Israel Adesanya Whitaker, versus Rob yeah. Whitaker? Yeah, man, that was a that was a pretty close fight. It was. That was a, like Rob was getting in on him. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. And and I think he even rocked Izzy a couple of times. I hope Rob can make it back into the winning column and get if Izzy takes out Romero and takes out Paulo Costa, it'd be cool if Rob could make it back by then. You know, totally. Because I think he could make some big adjustments. Yeah, that Cesare Kesic dude. That guy looks murderous. Yeah, man. I like that. Might be seeing him uh, in the middle middleweights of uh, the UFC here in the next year or two. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, breaking news, since we're talking combat sports, Mikey Garcia earns unanimous decision over Jesse Vargas in first fight since loss oh. to Earl Spence in March of 2019. Sports a record of 41-0. and 0. Damn. 41-0. No. That is nuts. So Mikey Garcia gets the win. Rockets edge out Celtics in OT. By 1.111 to 110. Damn. Man, close one. We should look at the box score there. I want to see how many uh, Westbrook has 41. Yeah, 41 from Westbrook. Harden didn't have a very good night. No. Man, 4 of 17 from behind the arc. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Jason Tatum just doing his thing, man. Still He's, balling yeah. 32. Him and Brown have been tearing it up. And then when Smart's up in there, too, it's like, dude, God, man, they just have a squad. They're not and even, they did that without Kemba. Yeah, they don't even have Kemba. Hayward is dropping 18, Tatum 32. That's a big win for the Rockets, though. That is Seven big. in a row now. That is big. They're 39 and 20. Celtics are 41 and 18. Man, that sucks. Spiderweb? Yeah, Spiderweb. Mikey Garcia, Jesse Vargas. Yeah, that was a big fight. Unanimous decision. 114, 113, 116, 111, 116, 111. That means he outboxed his ass pretty well. 
Well, shoot, man. I uh, one other thing that we haven't ever really talked about at all, but I've uh, recently got into following NASCAR, man. Oh yeah, all things, right? Yeah. Well, there was a big. Wasn't there a big one? Was is the Daytona 500 just happened? Yeah, Daytona just happened a few weeks ago. The okay. Pennzoil 400 was last week. My boy Chase Elliott was in the lead with 50 like 51 laps left, and he blew a freaking tire. Damn. Yeah, dude. I, but he's sixth. He's sixth cup points right now. With this, you know, there's only been a couple races, so it's not really saying too much. But the Auto Club 400 is tomorrow. Okay. So another big race tomorrow out in California. I, one of the other movies I caught up on too is Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, and awesome that's a movie. Great movie. Yeah, I saw that as well. It was a fantastic film. It makes you want to get into racing for sure. Totally. That's probably that's part of the reason I put Formula yeah, exactly. One. Exactly. Formula One up there. You know more about that stuff than I do. Man. Yeah, MotoGP is more my gig, but okay. but Formula One, I think that's one we could both get into. Yeah, and start getting Just better do, at. Do a little more research on it. I know yeah. Lewis Hamilton's like. One the man the best at one he, he's the best in the world right now and based on what i read about him it sounds like he's on the path to potentially being the greatest ever senna from brazil is arguably the, the greatest ever which there's a documentary on that i think it's on netflix we should, probably should probably check it out okay talking to formula one uh, yeah i'm down to learn more about the history of racing after watching that ford versus ferrari yeah should we wrap it? Yeah, man. Episode 14 in the books, dude. Leap year larceny. Leap year larceny. I appreciate you putting putting this together and getting down for a, another episode in February. It's nice to get it. Absolutely. Just get it rolling. Absolutely, know? man. It's always good to do these. Yeah. Everybody check us out on uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Making Cuts. If you have anything you want to talk about, hear about, chime in on. Comment. Yeah, discuss. We'll start a whole new segment of just responding to questions or arguments. You know, we're happy to do it. Totally. So hit us up. Get, watch, watch some NBA. Watch, yeah. Get ready Tune for March into Madness. Arguably the next March two to three months of, of sports and entertainment, or at least the sports side of it. Combat sports is going to be incredible over March and April. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and probably in May. Weekend. Probably into May and June and July as well. So. Yep. Yep. Buckle up. Uh, keep tuning into that. NBA. Maybe we'll, next episode, we'll talk a little NHL and maybe the. Yeah. And a little more yeah, draft and stuff. About the draft. March Madness. Mm hmm. So we got a lot. And if you have any ideas out there that you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. Air those grievances online. There you go. Yeah. Cool, Trev. Awesome. Good kicking it with you, buddy. You too. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Later. Peace.